How do I meet my soulmate? How do I move on from heartbreak? Does my dream relationship even exist? Are, are dating apps the only way I can meet people? Are all relationships this hard? This is Between the Sheets with Dr. Love. Each week, your host dives into sex, love, dating, relationships, and everything in between. Welcome to Between the Sheets with Dr. Love. Hi everyone, it's me, Dr. Love, and welcome to another episode of Between the Sheets with me, Dr. Love. So I would like to talk about, you know, we're getting to the end of the year and I don't know if any of you know or have heard me speak about December and January being really hard months of the year for relationships and what they call January in therapy circles is divorce month. So this is the month that most people decide to break either because of a consequence of you know the holiday silly season alcohol fueled arguments in-laws dress of christmas more time together because you're on holidays whatever it is but what we find is that over that christmas break by the time january comes people are splitting and it could just be a new year's resolution right that they're gone right i'm going to wait till january i don't know why people wait till the end of the year to say hey you know what next year I'm not going to be in this relationship and this is my New Year's resolution. Like if you're actually not happy, you don't need to wait till the new year comes along to decide to not be there. But some people do find that easier. It's like a clean break. I'm starting the new year, fresh, new partner, new everything, new me. So I thought today we would talk about that exact thing. And and I get these messages all the time on Instagram or on email asking me, how can I help my relationship? You know, how will it survive 2020? And if you're questioning your relationship coming out of 2019 into 2020, I think you've got some work to do because that rings alarm bells for me because I'm like, well, if you're really wanting to make sure that you're lasting to 2020, there must be an underlying issue of fear around maybe it's not going to last. Today, we're going to talk about the four major ways to tell if your relationship is going to survive 2020. And we're coming to a close to the end of the year and there's a new decade coming, you know, it's looming over us. And many of us wonder what our lives will be like to start 2020 in a more positive light. Specifically, we want to start off with a bang more so than a blunder, right? So we want to know what is destined for us in 2020 or really what is destined for us anyway and beyond and it's clear some relationships will go the distance and others will really buckle to their knees and probably not do very well and this is the time that it will show. So I don't want you to fear the new year okay there's ways to tell if your relationship really will get through this silly season or get through another year and it may even flourish rather than start to fizzle out. For some couples, surviving the summer is going to be hard enough. Getting through the season is going to be difficult. And a lot of people actually prefer to be single in summer and in the hotter seasons. You know, it's more sociable. They're out a lot more. They've got a lot less clothes on. Everyone's feeling a bit more sexier and everyone feels thinner with a tan. So you always feel a little bit better about yourself. 
So a lot of people that like to be single stay single until probably the end of February, you know, through the summer months. Uh, And then they're like, you know what, it's getting to winter, it's cooling down, I wouldn't mind settling down because physically they know they're not going to be out as much. They want someone to hang out at home with them, cuddle up. It's it yeah. So it works for those single people to be single. So it's almost like they like being that part-time single. It's like almost my dream of you know six months living in Australia and the other six months is living in Europe. So I don't ever get a really cold summer. And that's what single people are like. You know they like to be single through the summer and then the other six months they'd like to probably be with someone. So that part-time relationship and that is cool. Like that works for some people. The cuffing season is really between the months of autumn and winter and that's what that we, we normally call that. That's when single people are more likely to couple up with someone or start seeing people because it makes the winter a lot more easier, right? And it's less likely to head out. So what we usually call those months is we call it the cuffing season and that's generally between the months of around autumn and winter when single people are more likely to partner up with someone Um, They've either been seen or they sort of liked along the way. And this seems to make winter a little bit easier for those single people. And, you know, they're less likely to head out and socialize. So that's what we call when you hear me talk about the cuffing season. That is what I'm referring to. So if you've been in a stable relationship, though, and committed for some time now, you've not only survived the year or the few months that you've been together or the few years you've been together, but you've got through summer and normally you have a lot of fun through summer, but you're probably wondering, you know, is 2020 going to be just as great as either what I had or is it going to be the more of, you know, this crappy relationship I've had in 2019? Will it change? And what what we've done, I've figured out four major ways to tell if your relationship is going to stand the heat of the new year, uh, pardon the pun. And whether or not you're going to get it right or wrong. Now, there's a lot of ways to do relationships right or wrong. This is just the themes and the things that I see often that I've just sort of bundled them up and said, hey, these will be the four major things. Um, If you can get these right, you're on the right track. So let's look at the first one. The first one is being 100% honest to yourself, right? So take a look at the state of your relationship right now. Does it need work? Are there things you'd like to change in yourself or maybe you would really love for your partner to be able to make these changes in them? Is it going as well as you hoped? Because while we can get caught up in the craziness and the busyness around summer and Christmas, the parties and stuff that follow up after work and things like that, Our relationship rediscovers reality in late January and you really start to question what you want from it moving forward. And that's why we see a lot of this, you know, this breakup around January. So you've got to figure out what you want to discuss with your partner. What is it that you want from them? What is it that you want to give? What is it that you want to receive? What is it? What goals do you want to achieve? What ambitions do you have as an individual? But also the goals and the ambitions of the couple. Because what we need to understand is that when you're in a couple, we call that a couple bubble. It's just that you've got this bubble between the two of you. You're individuals, you function individually, you do all the things that you love and like as an individual person. But as you come as a couple, then you make decisions for the couple in the couple bubble. And what we want to make sure is that you're communicating in that bubble and you're making goals and ambitions together for how you see that relationship 
going in 2020 or any any time really. But what do you foresee? What do you guys want to achieve together? What are you working towards? Because that working towards things together in that couple bubble really gives the other person in the couple a sense of, you know what, they are actually planning to be with me a sense of security that they're planning a future with me. So that real forward thinking gives them some certainty in the relationship that no one's going anywhere. So it's quite nice. And relationships are really about communicating, you know, communicate openly. And sometimes you need to really settle the unspoken truths in the relationship before heading into the new year. So when you sit down, just go, hey, you know, sometimes it's getting down and dealing with the harsh realities and that is so you can leave it in the past. That would make a really good New Year's resolution if you could do that as a couple as to agree to say, hey, we're going to knuckle down at the end of the year and we're going to talk about the harsh stuff that we've avoided, the things that are probably hurtful and don't feel very good, the conflicts that we've not spoken about because I'd like to go into the new year and set your goals. You know, what is it that you would prefer than, you know, rather than what you've had? Another thing is you need to be acknowledging your partner for who they are. Um, And as we become closer in our relationships, as time goes on, we start to subconsciously believe that our partner is turning into us, right? Because we're just so similar. We do things very much the same and we're sort of turning into them. We might catch our behavior and go, oh my God, like I'm doing what they're doing. Or, you know, we might look at our partner and go, what the hell? That's something that I would do. We're starting to turn into each other because we're spending so much time with each other and we start to say each other's phrases and maybe finish each other's sentences, which is not a bad thing, but that does happen. Through that process, we start to assume they've got the same feelings, thoughts, ideas, beliefs that we do certain issues and occurrence, but it isn't the case. They are individuals. So although some of the behavior looks so similar to you and you're like, oh, you know, they're they're feeling the same way as me, that's actually not very true. And it's not an accurate account of how they're feeling. So as you probably wouldn't want them to assume that how you feel or what you think about certain issues, the same goes for them. So really accepting their similarities, but also accepting each other's differences and respecting each other's different opinions is really going to go a long way in your relationship. So what I want you to do is leave the assumptions in 2019. So let's do that. Let's leave the assumptions in 2019. Moving on to 2020, we're going to get curious and we're going to ask questions and we're going to accept the differences and be open to their opinion. Even if it sounds like it's just a load of crap or you just don't understand it, we're going to accept it. And we're going to sit with feeling uncomfortable about accepting it, but it's okay. The next one is understand the way they communicate. So while we're on the subject of being individuals, we also communicate very differently. And it may not sound like that when you're in the relationship, but everyone has a different way of processing, of looking at the world. Some people have a way, a more visual, kinesthetic, auditory. Although we share some similarities, there's still a lot of differences and we want to be acknowledging them even in the way that we communicate. So, you know, just like I think, I don't know if I've done a podcast on that yet, probably not, but the five love languages, right? We've got a different way of telling each other how we really feel. And for some, you know, apologies might be made with words like, I'm sorry, I really didn't, I didn't acknowledge what you said, or I didn't realize that's how it was going to make you feel. So they need to hear the apology, but others need 
an act of apology. You know, they need you to, you know, acts of kindness. So they might want you to do the housework, take the rubbish out, go get do the shopping. You know, something to make their lives easier is really what they want to see. So if you are sorry, that's what they're looking for. It could be physical touch. They want you to come and give them a hug. They want to be able to make love to you. They want you to hug them and tell them that you're sorry. They need that physical touch with it. So it's probably worth trying to working out what your love language is, but more so try and work out what, you know, what your partner's in. Go and do the test. It's for free. It's online. Look up the five love languages and see what you are because you could be saying sorry all the wrong way. And all you really need to do is, you know, do the laundry or do the dishes or cook the dinner. And really, that's all you need to do. And they're happy to forgive you and move on. So let's get it right. There's no point, especially the blokes out there. If you can say sorry the right way, how much easier would that be? So let's take advantage of the resources we've got so that we can actually start to communicate a little bit better. What about all the other ways of communicating? So things like the nonverbal ways, you could write a letter, send a text, anything like that. But some people don't enjoy having a conversation when they're in conflict or they're feeling a little bit upset and the letter and the text message goes a long way. So really try and understand what works best for them. I know I don't really like using the phone, like having a conversation. I would much prefer a text and that's maybe because I'm so busy and I would rather just get a text and text back straight away and I don't need to stay on the phone longer than I need to be. So I'm a very text email type of person whereas I know that a few of my friends are still very old school and they expect to get a phone call or they want to have a chat on the phone and that's a lot more meaningful for them. So just recognize what behaviors work well and where you're getting a better response. The other thing that would go a long way is checking in on each other. I think through the busyness of our lives and days, we sometimes can forget that although we see each other often, we just, you know, just checking in on each other can actually go a long way. So with life getting pretty out of control, especially around this time of year with, you know, work, kids being off school, lots of commitments, sports finishing up, presentations, musicals, family visits, in-laws coming over, whatever it is, I think what you need to do is make sure that you're checking in with each other so that you guys are doing okay because by this point you really haven't been able to check in much on the relationship because you've been so busy. So having a schedule set in place every fortnight or month can make you feel a lot lighter or emotionally available for your partner. So checking in with your partner about how they're feeling and what you want and means that you won't be carrying through some thoughts and feelings in your mind without having that avenue to have a conversation. What we don't do often, especially when we're busy and we need to get through our days, is we don't bring up what's bothering us until we are at breaking point. And that's often when the arguments happen and they nudge us over the edge. I am saying to you, with all of this festive season going on, lots of other things around us, lots of alcohol. I would say to you in the check-ins, the times where you actually call and check in with your partner, really use that time to say, hey, I'm bothered by something and discuss the issue, you know, really in a mature way because then it alleviates the need to have an argument when you're feeling like you're a bit vulnerable under the influence and you say something that's hurtful, so unnecessary arguments. And it's also a really good time, the check-ins, to express your gratitude. This is not all about 
maintaining homeostasis. It's not about not having conflict. What about all the good stuff? So use the check-ins to say, hey, I just want to say thank you so much for having my back or thank you so much for making my life easier today. Thank you for doing the laundry. Thank you for picking up the kids for me today. Thanks for picking up my dress. I really appreciate it. That is something that we need to do on a regular basis because it's very easy for us to pick up on the things that we don't like and we totally don't acknowledge or we don't actually let them know that we acknowledge the good stuff even though we might we don't say them often enough so highlight these things that you enjoy about each other in those check-in calls and when you spend some time together as well because this will mean that you know it gives you a sense of accomplishment and joy with your partner and you really want to start to pair up some positive emotions in your conversations rather than every conversation be about having no conflict or making sure that you're doing things so that you're not tipping over the edge you know you want to have all the fun, good stuff on those conversations and when you catch up as well. So really by making sure that you're doing those four things, right? So checking in on your partner, understand the way they communicate and the way they need to hear things, acknowledging your partner for who they are rather than just assuming that you know exactly what they're like feeling, thinking, because you guys have become very similar in while being together and being 100% honest with yourself about where is your relationship, where you think it's going and what's going on. So those four major things will really help you as you move into 2020. Not only will it keep your partner happy and satisfied when you're together, but ultimately Ultimately, it would improve your relationship, communication skills, and your mental capacity to get through these really long days that are heading our way. So take these four major ways that you could secure your relationship into the new year for the whole year and use them whenever you like, because the more you do them, the better your relationship's going to be. So on that note, I'm going to love you and leave you because I've got a very busy afternoon myself, but I'd just like to say thank you for popping in and listening to this. Thank you for all those people that have subscribed for messaging me, giving me feedback, asking me questions. I will continually give you content and information that you ask for to the best that I can. And I am always looking for feedback and and ask whatever questions you want. You know that I'm open to receiving any type of content advice or suggestions. So do that for me. And other than that, I'm going to leave you with it. Have a good afternoon, good week and go into the week feeling with lots of joy, ready for the festive season. I'm a Christmas addict. I love Christmas and the end of the year and I love to celebrate. So I'm like a big kid around this time of year. So I'm going to head out and do my Christmas shopping and I will catch you guys next week. See ya. Thanks for listening to the podcast with Dr. Love. For all show notes and resources mentioned in this episode, head to www.drlove.com. That's D-R-L-U-R-V-E.com. Got a question for Dr. Love? Email her at ask at doctor.love.com. Love the show. Remember to subscribe on your favorite podcast app. Leave us a review or share it with your friends. Thanks for listening, lovers. We'll see you on the next episode. This is Between the Sheets with Dr. Love.